0: The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.
1: Winter, spring, summer, fall. It doesn't matter what the calendar says. It's always baseball season and time for talking about your Minnesota Twins. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show, keeping you connected with your team with the latest news, moves, interviews, and more. We have the bases covered. Now, here is your host of the Twins Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury.
0: Well, good evening, and once again, welcome to the Twins Hot Stove Show. I am Chris Atterbury, and gather around the stove tonight as we chat Twins baseball. We go all the way to Puerto Rico to do it, as we'll catch up with Eddie Rosario and Dave St. Peter. We'll join Paul Molitor in the airport security line, talk about the organizational meetings, and get three cuts from the reigning AL Manager of the Year. A lot going on as far as the baseball world is concerned, and a lot of what's going on is waiting. So many players still out there, not yet signed. The top four free agent starters all still available. I believe the top 15 position guys, a lot of those guys are still out there. There has been very little movement and uh, a bit of a stalemate right now as some guys looking for bigger dollars, longer tenures, and teams have not yet blinked. So there's going to be a flood of new faces and new places coming up, but as of yet still a bit of a stalemate has been some news out of the uh, twins organization it was revealed by bob elliott the spink award-winning writer from toronto That his countryman, Justin Morneau, uh, will join the Twins front office as a special assistant. This is one of the worst-kept secrets in the building. Everybody has known this is coming. Uh, Not yet official if and when uh, we actually get that official paper signed. Hopefully, Justin will see fit to join us on the air to talk about his role. Twins front office, well, they're all down in Fort Myers, wrapping up organizational meetings. And again, Paul Molitor, later in our program, will weigh in on that. Uh, And, of course, big, big news today for the Twins and for Major League Baseball Coming out of Puerto Rico, Dave St. Peter, Twins president, leading a contingent of Twins staffers uh, in San Juan today as they met the media, uh, including Kenny Vargas, Jose Barrios, and fellow Puerto Rican native Eddie Rosario, who were all on hand today to celebrate the upcoming series between the Twins and the Cleveland Indians. Technically a Twins home series that will happen April 17th. And 18th in Puerto Rico. Has not been easy times for Puerto Rico with the horrible storms that ravaged the island, but hopefully Major League Baseball can bring a ray of hope said Dave today.
1: You know, the Minnesota Twins organization is uh, is honored and, and incredibly excited to have the opportunity to face off against the Cleveland Indians in the Puerto Rican series. It's a privilege to be part of an international initiative like this and represent Major League Baseball, but it's also really special, I think, for our, our players, particularly Eddie Rosario, Tinny Vargas, Jose Barrios, to have a chance to come play in front of friends and family, and I think that's a special thing even for their teammates to have that experience and to see those players experience it. And all that At the same time, we're all obviously focused on doing what we can do to send the right messages and not only celebrating the great baseball history and heritage in Puerto Rico, but moreover that this island is open for business and uh, hopefully we can play a part in the uh, ongoing recovery effort.
0: Now the key word there is ongoing. The island is not recovered and may never truly be fully recovered, but efforts uh, certainly have uh, been uh, very, very uh, strong in terms of trying to get uh, the ballpark ready, the city ready for this event as the entire island still fights with all sorts of issues lack of electricity being chief among them and as dave st peter again pointed out from san juan today hopefully this can be a positive step in the recovery of puerto rico there's no question
1: that this this island has been changed forever based on the storms from from last fall you know the recovery effort continues but uh, this is a opportunity for for us to maybe send the right messages around that, that the recovery is ongoing but more importantly that, that baseball can play a small part in maybe uh, bringing joy and uh, particularly celebrating how much baseball means to the people of puerto rico
0: yeah and baseball and joy hand in hand for the people of puerto rico and eddie rosario a native of puerto rico could not be more excited to play a true home series
2: it's incredible for me it's uh, opportunity for the people here in Puerto Rico, the Maria. He's happy for for the game, you know. And opportunity for my family see me. Sometimes difficult for everybody for the for the money to see me in the in Minnesota or or whatever state to see me. Um, it's incredible. I feel I feel I feel feel awesome to to play here in, in my in my hair.
0: Again, that's Eddie Rosario from San Juan. Today, Kenny Vargas, Jose Barrios, joined him at the announcement. Now, Eddie has played before in San Juan. In fact, he was wearing a Team Puerto Rico uniform at the time.
2: I played in 2013, the World Classic, the first round. I remember this, this day. I played left field versus Venezuela. And I, catch, I catch one ball one ball to the wall, and they heard everybody say, ah. For me, it's the, the most exciting moment I remember. 100% is an amazing, amazing dream for me to play here again.
0: Yeah, Eddie Rosario, got to get him on our sound effects board there with his uh, his crowd noise. Obviously, the fan base in Puerto Rico is massive. Part of the reason the Twins are there, we mentioned the trio of Twins uh, from last year's roster, born in Puerto Rico, Vargas, Barrios, Rosario, the Tribe, of course, with Francisco Lindor, a favorite native son, and as Dave St. Peter notes, uh, this is a fan base that's going to cheer for good baseball no matter who's playing it.
1: We've always been aware of, of the and the history here. We've seen that in recent WBCs, but to, to be on the island, to be in San Juan, to see how people are reacting to Major League Baseball, to the Minnesota Twins uh, coming here to, to play games, it's a pretty special um, opportunity.
0: And again, that's going to be on April 17th and 18th, the Twins and the Tribe. Those will be technically Twins home games early in the season that will be played in Puerto Rico, and Eddie Rosario cannot wait.
2: Everybody's exciting. Everybody's exciting it's here. Man to see the Major League game in in, in my city, you know. It's a a great moment to to play here in Puerto Rico. Uh, A lot of kids, uh, a lot of people feel happy after the game, 100%. uh, It's my dream, too.
0: Yeah, it's Eddie's dream, and I guess his dream was to make the big leagues. He's done that, but... Not everybody's happy all the time right now in his native country. He said they'll be happy after the game, and that's going to be a nice respite from some of the battles they're still fighting on a daily basis.
2: It's difficult. Everybody working to 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 take eat food or water to sue your home. Uh, everybody is not happy right now in, in in the in the cities. A lot of cities no have power and no light, no water. Uh, I think this game is the opportunity to to help everybody in in Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah, hopefully the Twins, the Tribe, can do their part April 17th and 18th to help the continuing recovery of Puerto Rico. Kenny Vargas, Jose Barrios, Eddie Rosario, and Dave St. Peter all in San Juan today to talk about that series. We appreciate Dave and Eddie stopping by the hot stove to share their thoughts. Uh, One final note, if you're into prospect lists, well... Mike Berardino has put together his top ten for Baseball America as regards the Twins. Royce Lewis, no surprise, number one. He's a Baseball America cover boy. He'll be at Twins Fest. Wander Javier, number two. Alex Kirillov missed all of last year. He's number three. And then Steven Gonsalves, who hopes to debut this year. Mike also writing that Jorge Polanco was, quote, untrustworthy at shortstop. We'll see how that plays moving forward. Moving forward on our Hot Stove Show all across our network and, of course, on Facebook Live, Manager Paul Molitor from the airport in Florida. Because why wouldn't we talk to the Manager of the Year from the security line at an airport in Florida? That's next on your Home for Twins Baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Well, welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. And for the first time in 2018, and in fact, the first time this off season we officially get to speak with the manager of the year, the reigning manager of the year, and that is Paul Molitor. And, uh, Paul, you and I have uh, had some other events and whatnot, but as far as across the network, the first chance to get you back on the air. So congratulations, certainly in order uh, for the year you and your staff and your club had, uh, and also a happy new year to you. Yeah, happy new year to you, uh,
3: to you as well. Uh, you know, it was uh, uh, it's getting further and further than the rearview mirror, but it, it was a fun year. And I think that, you know, um, I think baseball fans like good stories. And for the Twins to rebound from what happened a couple years ago and and find our way into a wild card game, I I think it made for a good storyline. And and, uh, I was one of the people that was able to benefit, but I certainly think it's a reflection for our entire organization uh, when the manager gets recognized.
0: Yeah, and speaking of good stories, you were in the middle of one at the winter meetings. Uh, It wasn't about player acquisition, but it was about – uh, your longtime buddy, Jack Morris, and our colleague yeah. uh, joining you in the Hall of Fame. And pretty special, not only that he gets to go in with Alan Trammell, but also that you were there and a couple of St. Paul kids could celebrate together.
3: Well, uh, it was just tremendous news. You know, I think a lot of us have agonized with Jack through the final years of his on the initial ballot and then just kind of when when to see his, his fair shake might come around. And, and you know, we, we work with him. we We do our shows on Sundays. Uh, you know, I've been around Jack in, in the baseball world since we were – really great schoolers in St. Paul and, uh, he couldn't be more deserving. I think his humility and accepting, uh, being, uh, you know, chosen to enter the hall and going in with his good buddy, Alan Trammell, who also is a pretty good friend of mine. It's going to make for a really fun induction.
0: Yeah, really fun induction and a a great honor. Now, Paul, you're joining us from Fort Myers. In fact, you're at the airport as the organizational meetings have just concluded. And that's a little change to the calendar. You mentioned kind of the rearview mirror of last season. Now we're looking ahead and you could really say you guys have turned the page in the last couple of days looking towards 2018. Uh, Talk about the shift of meetings from being immediately following the season, as they had been in the past, to where you are now, uh, a little bit closer to spring training and certainly a little bit closer to the year to come?
3: Well, I I think that part of the... I'm not sure exactly why they chose the timing that they did. Maybe some of it was more... For us to be looking forward and not backwards, and uh, also the fact that there's been so many changes in our organization—from turnover in certain roles to uh, the additions in many, many roles—we had, I think, close to 150 people here, which was remarkable. And the format was different from organizational meetings I've been at before. There was a lot of uh, breakout sessions. Um, there was crossover from scouting and development to, you know, on-field staff and you know, analytics departments. Um, a lot. A good give and take. I just thought it was very well constructed by both Derek and Thad, and some of the ideas they came up with for the way not only to pushes forward but also to make sure that the new people in the organization felt welcome
0: now let's start with the new people including on your staff you've got a new pitching coach we had garvin alston on last week mm-hmm. and you want to talk about an engaging guy just a positive yeah. light that fills up a room and then also a guy who's been very well regarded around the league for a long time and that's Derek shelton talk a little bit about their roles and how your relationship with those two men has uh, maneuvered through this process
3: sure. well you know that the coaching staff is. You know, changed fairly significantly over the past two seasons uh, with the addition of, of Jeff Pickler last year. There's actually been five changes, and um, you know, I, I, I think uh, in the cases of new and the new guys, Garvin obviously interviewed tremendously well, came highly recommended. Um, all the vetting we did was tremendously positive. You know, it's it's going to take a while for us to. You know, sort some things out, how we think, what we want to do. Certainly, I welcome new ideas, blending with some of mine as well as things that I've learned. And it's the same way with Derek Shelton, you know, long time hitting coach for the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, you know, received a lot of high accolades for his work in that field. But he moved on to a quality control situation in Toronto last year. We also felt that he was ready to make another move forward in terms of what he can contri- contribute to a major league staff. So, looking forward to him. You know, Joe Vavra good friend we worked really really well together it was a hard thing for me to see him leave but you know on the other side of that coin is it's a new opportunity for a new relationship with Derek and as well as his chance to influence our team
0: now, you mentioned that particular relationship between a bench coach and a manager and you and Joe did have a I think an outstanding rapport that communication has to almost be second nature at times. Uh, are you and Derek, is that just something you'll work on throughout the course of spring training? Obviously I, I would assume your paths have crossed on numerous times throughout uh, the course of your, your yeah. two careers, but is that the, is that just going to come with time?
3: They've, they've crossed some um, it's been quite extensive since we decided to bring him in and he accepted the offer. Yes, it, it will take some time. You know, you're right about, Relationship I had with Joe. You know, I came in three years ago and he kind of helped me uh, with a lot of the exposure he had to various roles on major league staffs. And we got to where, you know, he knew what I needed each and every day and he was always very available in terms of discussions regarding the many, many things that come across your desk on each and every day. So with Derek now, it's just going to be our first order of business, I think, is to try to make sure that we have a good field of spring training. He'll be in charge of the field coordinating for that. And that's a tricky thing. And to be honest with you, you have a comfort level with one guy, and now you bring in someone else. We're going to have to make sure we're, you know, fairly meticulous in how we go about planning that to make sure that everybody's on the same page and the players feel like we've got a good idea of what we want to accomplish.
0: Did he give you a discount on one of those hitting sticks of his for Ben for Christmas?
3: <laughs> I do still out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw I the commercials. I don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah, he must. You know, he's 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 done pretty well. He found a niche in his uh, <laughs> hit, hitting gimmick and. Uh, uh, I'm sure he did fairly well because we've seen that around for a long time. But no, to... I have I haven't seen one come come my way yet.
0: We're gonna have to dig out one of the old Mauer quick swings and then the, the the Shelton hitting stick, and we'll have some sort of a uh, a competition at some point uh, this summer. Yeah, he's
3: got a, he's got to supply at least one for my son Ben. does not that
0: that be? Yeah, I would think so. I think that would be a very nice we'll work, uh, way we'll to start. You mentioned other new faces. There are new coordinators. There are new minor league managers. A lot of them coming from the college ranks, where uh, a lot of emphasis has been put on their. Team teaching skills and then the idea is you get a program for every player in the system and it's consistently then taught and executed through the system uh were you just passing out name tags i mean what was it like in terms of working in some of these breakout sessions and i have to think paul that for some of those guys and i happen to know some of them there's gonna be a little bit of a wow factor when they walk into their first professional job and they're sitting there with the guys in the hall of fame
3: yeah there's no doubt about that. I'm glad you didn't, didn't ask me specifically about anybody cuz I probably wouldn't know who you're talking about. But uh you know the past few days we did get a chance to shake everybody's hand when I got the emails about additions I tried to make the calls at least to welcome people and uh I I thought we came up with a, a fairly interesting and yet, you know, somewhat comedic approach to Introducing these people uh, throughout the course of the couple of days before each and every session, we would bring, you know, two guys up at a time that were new and they were responsible for introducing the other person, give something about their background, as well as maybe a couple of fun facts. And uh, it was entertaining, and it was a good way to kind of break the ice with the new people. But, you know, as many new people we had in the room, we had all the people with five years or less experience in professional ball stand-up, and it was significant. But we also had the amount of people that stood up with more than 30 years in the game. And I think that Derek Falvey said it added up to something like 650 years of baseball experience. So it's kind of the blend of the old and the new and learning from each other, and hopefully it's a good formula for us.
0: Yeah, that's straight out of Remember the Titans, the introduction ceremony, which is fitting because thad levine went to that high school so maybe that's where uh maybe where he picked it up now amongst yeah, these
3: guys, i don't know where they pull this stuff out of but it
0: works <laughs> amongst all of this you're looking towards the season and yet there's still so much uncertainty because there are a ton of really good players who don't have teams yet and some of those guys are going to end up uh more than likely a- as part of the twins organization how do you deal moving forward with your planning when you really don't know exactly what your roster is going to look like well i,
3: I think that it's a little bit of an abnormal year in that the market is still so flooded. Position players just did not move. I think there's a list of the top 15 outfielders, and they're still all on the board. And you know, the hot market at the the meetings in Orlando where it was the, the relief pitching. So uh, yes, I mean we've had some really good discussions down here about what we still would like to accomplish. Uh, you can't ever determine the player's course of action, but you know we've talked through many scenarios of how we might able to acquire here over the last month before we head into spring training including potentially a fairly large pool of potential contributing type players and pitchers that might be out there willing to just get a look in spring training so we'll have to see how it unfolds i'm obviously hopeful that we can still find ways to supplement pitching that's that's still our number one goal as we move into uh you know towards closer to spring training
0: now and you mentioned last year a lot of the guys like an anthony Swarzak signed a big multi-year deal out of the bullpen this year well he was a guy who just had a chance in spring training last year a bunch of them were so You can find valuable players uh, that way. We've been uh, joined by Paul Molitor from the airport in southwest Florida. We're going to take a break on the Hot Stove Show. We'll hear more from Paul in a bit when he takes three cuts right here on your home for Twins baseball. (laughs) Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. Great to talk to Paul Molitor as always. And if you want to chat with Paul Molitor, well, here's your chance. He's headed out on Caravan. Monday, Caravan Week kicks off. Molitor, Eduardo Escobar, Alan Buznitz, Dan Gladden, and even a cameo from Jack Morris will be part of one leg of Caravan. Jorge Polanco, Robbie Grossman, Corey Provis, the other. That will include the Twins Ice Fishing Classic at Madison Lake on the 15th. Wednesday night in Cedar Rapids, I'll be there with Zach Granite and Mitch Garver talking to some Colonels fans. And then on Friday, a very special day, Joe Mauer, Byron Buxton, and I have the chance to visit with the National Guard folks training at Camp Ripley. Check the Twins website. Find out if and when a Twins caravan stop is going to be pulling in to your town. Stick around. Three cuts with Paul Molitor after this on your home for Twins baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to our final segment here on the Twin Pot Stove Show. And what a show it's been. We appreciate Dave St. Peter, Eddie Rosario, joining us from Puerto Rico and the reigning manager of the year in the American League, Paul Molitor, who will lead his twins against the tribe in Puerto Rico coming up in April. Joining us uh, from the airport. We've got one final segment with Paul. We call it Three Cuts. Uh, as uh, we lob a couple up there and let him uh, take a whip and uh, see if he can uh, pad that already impressive hit total. So we'll start with this one, Mr. Molitor. Are you a New Year's resolution sort of guy? And if so, did you make any resolutions you could share this year?
3: I am not, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it is a good time for reflection, whether you want to think about areas of growth in your personal life, family life, spiritual life, professional life. But I don't ever really... Sp- specify anything in particular
0: okay that's that's fair I could I could see that now number two comes courtesy of Mitch Eastet who is standing in here uh, and Mitch who is so valuable throughout the course of the year we were pondering you know you're in the airport you know does he have an airport snack that he likes when he flies is he a <laughs> iPad guy or is he a you know reading a book does he just you know close his eyes and lean up against the window and then what Mitch really wants to know is are you the neck pillow guy in the airport? Are you walking around with that little neck pillow uh, in the airport and kind of leaning up against uh, against the seat?
3: I just don't get the neck pillow. I mean, I know people rely on that thing. Um, no, I, I can't see it. I, 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 I will say that, you know, there are flights when you come home at 3 in the morning, you might have a tendency to shut your eyes a little bit. But for the most part, uh, if I'm not, you know, fit, Preparing for the next series, uh, I'm going to take out my nook and find a good fiction book to read.
0: All right, no neck pillows. that 's uh, Mitch is satisfied, I think, as I look through the the window at his smirk. Uh, you probably just blew a massive neck pillow endorsement deal uh, that was on the table. But that's you know that's neither here nor there. Uh, well, now you're this is to one.
3: Believe in what you endorse,
0: right? <laughs> that is true. That is okay. very true. Now this is one that again, during the course of the season, we are so spoiled with how we travel. You don't have that luxury uh, today of the charter, but your stance and what is a very controversial uh, issue in this country, uh, the reclining of the seat in coach class. Are you a recliner, and how do you react if someone in front of you reclines? You know,
3: I uh, appreciate the heads-up from someone who has a desire to recline in the coach section <laughs> rather than a slam back and my old knees, get quite a jolt. Um, I, I think that generally – you should have awareness of people around. I'd never recline and coach. I just don't think that the person behind me has enough room to maneuver as it is, so I feel kind of guilty i guess so uh yeah, but just a little common courtesy, maybe a little heads up if someone tries to take advantage of those extra few inches
0: all right, good stuff, good stuff a man of uh, a noble answer right there, Paul, a noble answer, and as always, we appreciate your thoughtful responses and again uh Mitch and the neck pillow he he might have a discussion with you when you get back here well I think about I now we'll,
3: well now we'll Debate whether I
0: went 0 for 3. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you went 0 for 3 very often, so uh, yeah. I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking probably no. Paul, safe travels, uh, and we're, okay. we're heading off into caravan season. We're in the hot stove season, uh, obviously, already. Uh, Twins Fest is just around the corner, and then before you know it, you'll be uh, down in Fort Myers with your entire crew. So uh, enjoy these you know, last few days of normalcy before it gets even crazier, uh, and we'll catch you uh, in a couple of days.
3: Okay, man. Good to be with you. I'll All right.
0: Soon. As always, that's Paul Molitor. I uh, couldn't find a better guy to uh, chat with as he was kind enough to join us after slogging through the non-pre-check security line uh, in Fort Myers. And anyone who's done that, that is no day at the beach. So uh, Paul Molitor joining us, neck pillow free from Fort Myers. On behalf of Eddie Rosario and Dave St. Peter, and for Paul Molitor, I'm Chris Atterbury. Join us again next week for another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. We'll be live from Cedar Rapids. We'll be joined by the last two minor league players of the year, probably from a hotel lobby. You won't want to miss it. That's coming up next week right here on your home for Twins Baseball.